0: Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, friends,
1: this has been an incredible show. We have mounted our steeds. We have ridden into the, the gunfire, and we have uh, faced the challenges, and we've had a wonderful show. I encourage you, go back. Uh, if you missed any segment, go back to the Frontier Freedom Radio Hour by visiting FrontierFreedomRadio.com. We've talked about hope. We've shared the gospel. What are we doing here? Uh, Why is church important? All that stuff. How do you respond to this in the new year? Go to Frontier Freedom Radio and get all those details. Friends, it's been a real pleasure to be with you. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. Running the board is Michael Deadshot, our Pio, and our producer is Jamie, the mighty one, Urker. And we've been talking with Biff Gore, the ambassador of Solon, before we get into his time on The Voice and what that was like to work with Usher and and some of the other major stars, I do want to encourage you to have some hope in a great institution that's doing good work. Obviously, our our hope ultimately is in Christ, but there are institutions doing good work. The Centennial Institute uh, has been around now for 13 years. We don't go away just because the elections are bad or anything like that. We're not even in the business of elections. We're in the business of policy, and we're in the business of training people and creating community to advance Christian conservative principles. Did you know CCU is the number five most conservative school in America? And the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University is the public policy think tank, working to enhance public understanding of the most important issues related to faith, family, and freedom. As part of this endeavor, the Centennial Institute focuses its efforts on conducting research Analyzing public policy options, sponsoring seminars, conferences, and other activities that involve students, faculty, staff, and outside experts. We're guided by the university's mission and strategic priorities. We have ways for you to get involved. First of all, if you want to help support the Centennial Institute, uh, we require donations to operate. Uh, If you would uh, bless us in the new year with a donation, we sure would appreciate it. Go to centennial.ccu.edu. And in donating... An amount of $2,500 or more, you get to join our business council. We host these monthly breakfasts and we get to hear from public policy experts. And so, um, a great way to connect with community, other believers, other conservatives, and to have hope in a state that uh, seems to be rejecting a lot of our values these days. We also have a monthly speech publication called the Centennial Review, where a little bit like in Primus, if you've ever, if you're familiar with Hillsdale's and Primus, it's a speech digest, great free mailing just go to centennial.ccu.edu to sign up there. All right, Dr. Biff Gore, you were on The Voice. Uh what is The Voice? It's a it's a pretty significant popular television show and you became a star on it. Give us that story. What was that like?
0: All right. Well, we were um uh I got uh, it was a long process. First of all, um it took about 8 months from from the time you someone discovers you and um and they, you know, they they basically um, are c- constantly looking for talent to be on the show. Um, what happened was I was singing at an event, and um, Mark, uh, Mark and Roma Downey were there, and mm-hmm. uh, and he said, "Have you ever thought about being on A Voice?" And I said, <laughs> "I said no. And I said not really. I said it's a great show." but it's a beauty contest and I left all my beauty in the nineties. <laughs> and he laughed at me and he goes, nah, man, and he says, we're looking for people like you. So he told me, he took me there my information and I thought strike one, the billionaire is not going to call me back. Well, you did. He did. And he said, send a video to this person. I did. And they said, when can you be in, in LA? And I said, wow. I can be there this day. And the Lord just opened all these doors. Right. And, um, and then, um, um, so so five or six trips out to LA um you're meeting with the executive producers, you're meeting other potential can, um um uh, contestants and then you get chosen to be on a show. And what people don't realize is <clears throat> when you go on those major television shows like that, you you're represented by a talent agency. so basically when you're doing all the the preliminary singing and and dancing and all that stuff you're actually, being chosen by a talent agency to represent you at NBC or ABC or CBS, and then that talent agency brings you to NBC, and then they sign you to your contracts, and the, and so that's how that that whole scenario works. Um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and so then, so then, once you're there, you know, you're 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 sequestered in a hotel, almost like you're at a um on a major trial. Like, I I kept saying it was like it was in the O.J. Simpson trial. You're there for you're there for at least a month. Um, wow, a month away from your family. This always, is, I, I. There is a reason why
1: I love Marilyn.
0: Yeah, you had to put up with a lot. She did. <laughs> You know, so the first time you go, you stay for two days. And the next time you go, you stay for a week. Then you come home. And there's like, you know, weeks in between all that. But then when they finally say you're welcome to season 25, then you're there for a month. You're locked in. You can't go anywhere. And by at the end, though, your wife can come. Unfortunately, Marilyn was nine months pregnant when I I was on The Voice. And she couldn't travel. So Mm. the only person that came was my brother. The day of my blind audition, I get in. Uh, you know, we sing. Um, I'm 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 doing my my song. I get a four chair turn,
1: um, and then. And what does that mean? So to explain to people what a blind audition is and what the turnaround is.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the the coaches' chairs are turned to your back. You don't meet them at all before this process. They don't know who you are. They they, they you know they they are treating it as if you just walked in off the street somewhere. Um, and so they can't see you. All they can do is hear you, which means that they don't have the bias of looking at, you know, what color you are or what, how big you are, or how old you are, or any of that. They're just listening to your voice. So they're turn their backs are turned towards you. You come out and man, I, I, you got three seconds to really razzle dazzle them. Mm. You sing. And if they like you, they turn, they hit their button and they turn around. Well, I had four chairs turn. Uh, my season was Adam, uh, Blake, Shakira, and Usher. And um, and and they uh, all four turned for me. And at that point, you get to choose whose team you want to be on. So I, I wasn't planning ever to be on Team Usher. But what you don't see when you watch the blind auditions is all the banter. It's like 20, sometimes 25 minutes worth of banter while you're standing there. And um, what was crazy was, you know, you're know, standing there for such a long time. It's like when you go to a wedding and you've got those cheap shoes on and your feet start getting popping. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm praying the whole time. I'm like, Lord, which team do you want me to be on? And just as I'm talking to you, I heard the Lord said, you were sent here to be on Team Usher. Really? Yeah, right. man. And um, what happened was, so so let me back up. So while you're a contestant, while you're waiting to become go to the Blonde Auditions, one of the things I knew I wasn't going to win the show, not because I'm not talented enough, but because no one my age had ever won. I was 45 when I went on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that, you know, I was there. My church sent me as a missionary. They actually paid They continued to pay me while I was there, because it is wow. you don't make any you don't make a, a lot of money while you're on the show. Um, so they, so they sent me there. It was like a mission field, which it was, I, I arranged, um, we had Bible studies every night. We had worked, we had times of worship and on Sundays I set up a church. We actually had it, we had church services every wow. Sunday. I love that. And, and all the contestants came. So then once you make it onto a team, so then all of a sudden I'm on team usher. Once you make it onto a team, you go home. You're home for three months. And then so you're so basically when the, when you when you're watching a blind auditions, they are already filming uh, that they have already. Sh- when you're watching, uh, say, season 22's blind auditions, they're already getting ready for the next group's blind auditions. By the time the, by the time season 22 is going to the live shows, they're filming. They're now filming the, the blind auditions for season 23. Hmm. So you go home for three months. Um, and, um, so while you're home, you know, you're, you're, uh, basically, you can't say anything and then you go back and that's when you film the battle rounds and, and all that stuff. Well, Usher, something happened. Usher was stuck in like Panama or something. Cause he was, um, he had this, uh, this deal with, with Justin Bieber and that was when Justin Bieber was kind of losing his mind. And Justin Bieber was supposed to be our celebrity coach for team, U- for team usher hmm. that year and um so anyway we had this intense time all the team lunch, for two weeks we were we were in la we were doing all our film work and all the other stuff we we're doing practicing we got our you know our blind audition songs and we became so close i'm talking bible studies every day wow when we got to the when we got to our battle rounds we only lost one person everyone was either Either won their battle or they were stolen. And the guys who who lost their battle, their dad had a stroke that day and they needed to go home. Talk about a miracle. And that was a confirmation to me, right? But so much fruit came from that. The the behind-the-scenes stuff was the was the thing that I missed the most. The 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 human interaction, the one-on-one. Time of um, um, just really discipleship and talking to people about the Lord. And the other piece of that was the food, man. They had this bacon <laughs> that I will never forget. It was some of the best bacon you could ever, um, you know, put, sink your teeth into. But um, just being able to love on those contestants, man. I've, since then, the fruit of that, I've been able to marry several couples from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done um, a bunch of baby dedications now since then. And unfortunately, Christina Grimmy was on my season. She passed away. She was brutally murdered out, um, the, the, like a day before that Pulse nightclub shooting. And um, I was involved in her, um, in her home going services. Wow. So. Friends,
1: uh, we've today been talking with Dr. Biff Gore. He's a member of the board of trustees at Colorado Christian University. and And you need to go watch his his videos from his time on the voice they really are powerful and you can get engaged with biff which i encourage you to do he has concerts regularly he's leading worship over at highline community church go to Biffgore.com. that's g-o-r-e biff b-i-f-f-g-o-r-e.com get a chance to learn more about biff biff thanks so much for being on friends thank you for tuning in to the frontier freedom radio hour this this year uh and god bless you I look forward to being with you next year, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you next week. God bless you all, and yeehaw!